This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Hi, Mara Gerstein. My friend of how many years? Um, it's a long time. 18? I, I, do you know, I, um, I met Mara when I was the voice of... Listen, at the time, I was the voice of Ellis Island and the Statue of Liberty, guys. Not to brag. You were Lady Liberty. No, I wasn't. because You were basically Lady Liberty. No, I was uh, the Ellis Island voice. You directed me in that. True. See how this is all coming full circle with the mics? Like, look. No, I know. We're back. We're We're back in it. it. We're back in it. I know. It's the same, same. Except this time, I'm behind the mic. I know. Yeah, you get to tell me what to do. Um... I didn't end up. Um, I didn't end up actually doing the Lady of Liberty one. Oh, you didn't remember? Oh, you this? just did Ellis Island. I just did Ellis I Island. Have a terrible. It memory. was my first. It was my first job, and I. It wasn't. Good. I wasn't good. I was. Really? I mean, I mean, I'm good enough to have. I, I think. I thought you were good. Oh well, then you know what? Then I don't know. Maybe I may I personalized that. I'm not sure. Oh my god! I, you can still hear my voice at Ellis Island, thanks to you. Is that true? Is it still up? Guys, I am the voice of Ellis That's Island. That's incredible. If you if you don't have enough of me now. Hey, so let's put this to bed. If you had not been good, I seriously doubt that 15 years ago, yeah. you would still be the voice. They would have made a new one You're for right. sure. Put that to bed. Good night. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I, <laughs> everything's okay. Mara Gerstein. <gasps> Can you introduce yourself to our audience? Yeah. In your own words. In the woman's own words. Um, it's funny, actually. I was just looking back at my, um, my like, what it says on my Instagram, because yeah. it needs a little refreshing, because someone who has a lot of Instagram followers recently decided to follow me. And oh. I was like, oh, that is useful. I haven't posted since November of 2020. Yeah, I didn't think you, I didn't think no, that was a I thing don't. for you. But I spend a lot of time on there, and I, I don't actually <laughs> post anything, which I but think I is like a, a creepy lot of thing on. to do. I really like like that you're not alone. You're not alone. I know. I recently put the um like the time limit thing on mm. just cuz I was like I have no idea how much time I actually spend on this thing. A lot I of should time. Well, not as much anymore since I put the timer on. I always blow through it, but at least I have some marker of when that 15 minutes is up as yeah. opposed to it just being a black box of time. 15 minutes should be enough. And how am does... I doing on on that intro by the way? Oh, am I hey. doing good. <laughs> So on my Instagram, it says Mara Gerstein. I think it says something like lover, founder, fighter, Mm. something like that. Um, So I'm a mom. So apropos to the moment. Um, And I was an activist for many years. um, And I'm also a founder of a tech business. Mm -hmm. So that's high level. That's high level. That's pretty high level. All right. Well, I guess you're here to talk about how you got to be a mom. Yeah. So we should just get into it. Let's do it. Did you always know you wanted to be a mom? I did. Yes. Like when I say always, like you, I mean, kind mean of you? always. I mean, my daughter now, she is like she's eight and she definitely went through a period where like just as an example, like the notion of pregnancy was so scary to her oh. that she like definitely did not want to be a mom. I mean, now she like probably thinks she does. Maybe she wants to adopt. But like I never went through <laughs> like any of that. I just sort of like always knew that that was something I was going to want to do. Um, and uh, yeah, to the point where even though most of my adult life I've been an unpartnered human in the world, I at 33, you know, froze my eggs, chose a sperm donor, oh, wow. froze embryos. I was like, I don't know how this is all going to happen, but like 
I know I'm, I want this and I'm going to have all my options on the table. And I didn't wait. You know, a lot of people do that kind of thing when they're older. Yeah. And I did it at, yeah, at 30, 33. And that, I mean, not to age uh, us. And oh, you, age me. But that was a while ago. It was a while ago. Yeah. I was, I was doing a little math before coming to talk to you just because I thought well, she's going to ask me when that was. And yeah. I'm going to do the math really Look at quickly. The prep. I, I went to a math and science high school for the record, so I should be able to do that Let kind the of math state. quickly yeah. in my head. But um, I think it was around 2009. Okay, like, so 2009. I just, I, I don't know, maybe maybe it was more common then and I just wasn't. Not really. Yeah. But that's Not how really. badly you wanted to be a mom just back th- even even then. Yes. And I also, I wanted to be a mom, no but matter I what. also like to have control. Oh, talk to me about that. Well, I mean, how long do we have? No, but I mean, in terms of like mom <laughs> control, we have so little control. Well, so, I mean, I didn't want to be like forced into a way to do it. I wanted to have my options on the table, right? I ch- Like I froze eggs and I also froze embryos. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm going to do this on my own. Maybe I'm going to meet a partner later in life and like want to have the eggs. Ironically, yeah. ironically, a year after I had done that, the NYU, which, which is where I had done the procedure, called me up. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no. I got a bill in the mail. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, that whole the whole thing cost so much money. And this was before companies paid for any of it also, right? Now a lot of um, health insurance plans will pay for that kind of stuff. Back then, no. Yes, thank God. Choice is important to women. Um and companies know that, and they should support their employees. Um, I got a, a bill in the mail, and it was like, okay, here's the fee for the storage of your eggs, and here's the fee for the storage of your embryos. And there was a third um, charge on the bill. And I was like, what's this for? I'm a New Yorker. I was like, can I curse? Please do. I was like, fuck this. I'm not paying for this. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. And so I called them up, and I was like, what's this third, you know, charge? And they were like, oh, well, that's for the leftover sperm. And my immediate reaction was like, throw that out. I didn't ask for it. I didn't. I don't want that. I'm not paying for that. And then I was like, wait a second. There could be another choice in here. A third choice. Let me hold on to that. They're holding jizz. on to it. You're paying for it. <laughs> yes. It's good jizz. Cut to, I'm 37, 38, and I'm like, I'm going to use that jizz and go for option number C, which is just to try to get pregnant naturally, um, which is what I did when I was 37. And that's how I have my child. I need to rewind back. Can you tell me the difference between freezing your eggs and having embryos and um, having sperm? Like, I just need you to talk me through that bill. Oh, the the bill? The storage bill. Like, what are these things? So. I, yeah, I, I, sure, I guess sure, I'm sure. like, you know, yeah, I'm sure. ignorant in that I've never had to do such a thing. Sure, sure, yeah. And I'm assuming that whoever is tuning in might be might need to want to be curious they might about be mom and curious. they don't know. Right. Yeah. But they don't know. So <laughs> okay. I need I want to know. Yeah, and sure, of uh, course. maybe Laura does too. So Okay. So um, you know, women can freeze their eggs, right? If they decide that they are not ready to have a kid, but they might want to in the future and your eggs are getting older and it's, you know, more likely to get pregnant and you're more likely to have a healthy child if your eggs are younger. It's all likelihood, right? It's not like you won't have a healthy child if you have older eggs, but eggs are healthier when they're younger, right? Eggs are healthier, right. And what about the uterus? Does that play into the 
Yes, yes. Although it's complicated, right? Like it's easier to have a child older if you've already had a child before because your whole system kind of like has done it before and they know what it, you you know, your system knows what it's doing. Also, all bodies are different. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, say that again. Like all bodies are different. I know people who have gotten pregnant naturally at 47 and had beautiful, healthy children first time. Like, you know, it's there are these crazy lines in the sand that people draw about what is possible that are just not true, you know. So the so guidelines become rules, right? Like you can't have a child after 35, you know. Um, and I mean that's and that that guideline that became rule was really why I decided to freeze my eggs at 33, because I was like, I'm not gonna have a child by the time I'm 35. So I'm gonna count backwards. And so I wanna have my eggs frozen by the time I'm 35. So I'm gonna start at 33. And I mean, I mean, I mean you end, make fun, but it worked out it real did. nice. It did. And so, I'm just, and I'm so glad I did it. Yeah. Ironically, again, I didn't actually wind up using yet. Maybe I'll still have another kid. I think about it all the time. I, at the ripe old age of 47, for the record, um, for those of you who didn't go to a math and science high school. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing so much math and science today. Which is, that's what we came here for, This is basically the title of of this episode, Math Math and Science. Science. Oh, so much, yeah. Um, Anyway, that's why I wound up doing it at that age, but I didn't wind up so far using any of the frozen eggs or the frozen embryos. I just used that sperm, just, right? So, okay, I'll go back. You can freeze your eggs, right? I decided to do that. I also, at the time, thawing frozen genetic material, eggs and embryos, was a sort of new technology. And especially unfreezing, thawing eggs was new. Um, Thawing embryos was less new because it was something, it was a technology that people had used to help get couples pregnant and to help them do um, IVF and have children together. But helping single women or gay women um, have children in that way was kind of a newer technology. So there just wasn't a lot of um, expertise around thawing eggs, eggs Eggs alone to like. So I decided to also choose a sperm donor and create embryos to actually like, you know, um, inseminate some of the eggs that had been taken out of me right. with um, with sperm and to freeze those separately from the eggs. What a process. How long did this take you? Well, there's a whole process of like injecting yourself with hormones that you mm-hmm. go through because, mm-hmm. you know, every month I think you drop like one egg or something. Is that how it goes? I don't know. I'm like not... with ovulation? Yeah. Right. So you don't just want to go through a normal cycle. You actually want to like drop a whole bunch of eggs mm. and extract a whole bunch of eggs if you're going to go through okay. the process. So yeah. there's a whole, I don't remember, it was a long time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> exactly. But um, so you do, a, like you inject yourself with a whole bunch of hormones and then to get yourself to like drop as many eggs as possible, mm-hmm. they take them out of you. Yeah. All the ones that are mature enough they make a game time decision without you. This was oh. how it was back in 2009. I actually don't know what it's like now. They set aside a bunch of mature ones. They inseminate some of those with sperm and then they just freeze it. And then you wake up and they're like, this is how many eggs we took out of you. Wow. This is how many we inseminated. This is how many you froze. Um, and like, have a good day. Toodaloo. Um, but how do, how do you pick a sperm donor? Oh, yeah, you're you're one of two um, 
gals here who have, have talked yeah. about sperm donors, and it's just like it's the most crazy. interesting, amazing. It's so crazy, Daniela. Yeah. Tell me. Um, so I will say that what I <laughs> what I thought was going to be my process didn't wind up really being the process. Yeah. Um, you know, first of all, I'm an, of Ashkenazi Jewish descent. So first thing Gotta is— be careful with that one. You do? Yep. Um, first thing is, are you a carrier for any of those diseases, which I was. Just to rewind back, um, mm -hmm. so Ashkenazi Jews, when mated with another Ashkenazi Jew, have a higher likelihood of some—well, undesirable, but also dangerous—genetic mutations. One of them is— Tay-Sachs? the most common, yeah. That's the most common. But um, there are others. So so it doesn't necessarily dictate the marriage, but it does like sort of like it could dictate pregnancies. So uh, it's not even before you get married, but really before you start trying to have a baby, if you are both of Ashkenazi Jewish descent, you're, you get this genetic test to make sure like you're not overlapping with your your carrier diseases that are latent in your body they don't bother you but could be really uncomfortable they're recessive, for they're recessive genes right? right but if you're if you are both carrying the same recessive gene then there's a high likelihood you would pass that on to your child right um and that could be like deadly even in ut in utero but it could also be just yeah, just uncomfortable in yeah. life. And yeah. they actually, I mean, when I did it, I think there were thirteen of them. And then, like, I think by now they've discovered like several just in the Ashkenazi community. Yeah, ugh. I mean, they exist in other communities too. Ugh, <laughs> they exist in other communities too. But um, but yes. Anyway, so I was a carrier for one of them, and so I decided not to to, to choose a Jewish sperm donor. So mm -hmm. that ruled out like five people. Um, not a lot of um. Jewish sperm donors. Really? Um, That's interesting. I mean, not out of the universe of sperm donors. Okay. Yeah. Well, also, there are not like that many Jews. Jews. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, yes, I'm saying. Math. <laughs> math. Yes. So much math. So much math. <laughs> and science. It's true. It's really coming together to the world. Do you I feel do. it? I know. Okay. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, I... Here's, yeah, a couple weird things. One is I really thought that they were going to tell me whether the donor was a Democrat or a Republican. Oh, very which important. Is hilarious. So important. It was so important I to know, me. I know, it's very important to you. And it is actually very important it's to you. It's very important. But and it's people not genetic. Me. Well, so I don't totally believe that. Oh, my God. Talk to me. I mean, I believe, I don't believe it's entirely genetic. But I do believe in like the empathy gene, oh, okay. which I which I think is like not totally not genetic. Empathy is there a gene for that though? Well, the selfish gene. I mean, <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't know. I have some pretty selfish people in my family, and I am like deeply empathetic. Deep, deep, yeah, deep. This is very important to you. You are an activist. Maybe we should just let everyone know about you, your values in life and your your life's mission. It, it, it's important to you. It's yeah. Not, it's not silly. It's just— Anyway, suffice it to say, that is not one of the things they tell you when you're looking for a sperm donor, unfortunately. I was like, how am I going to choose? Um, I was— <laughs> I love you. I was like, this is hard. Um, Can we just, like, fast forward for a second? Yeah. Is, is Bet— Empathetic. Is she a nice person? Oh my god. Okay, great. Oh, so you she's got that. You got that. You got that going on. She's actually maybe a little too empathetic. Oh, I think I did like also maybe like too hard, too good of a, a, a job. job. Yeah. Okay. Um, but 
I was going for all of these like height. I wanted someone who was like good looking. I want someone who had good SAT scores. I was like, you know, I was going for like, you know, all of these um, checklist quantitative items. things, which are all super important, right? And you can also look at like the the family health history, right? And all of these. What I kind of failed to understand was going to come across in the donor profiles. You also see. Um, so donor pro- profiles have all of those things, but you also see like handwritten responses to a bunch of more more like subjective questions oh. that really do um, sort of give away something of the donor's personality. Mm. And, you know, you're looking at so many profiles and you sort of do, and again, this is a long time ago, but... You do sort of narrow it down by a lot of those, you know, more quantitative factors. But then at the end of the day, you, I did find myself being drawn to like a, a personality. Like I was like, this person seems interesting and kind and is like doing this for the right reasons and seems really like thoughtful. And um, he just... Like, he talked about why he was interested in the things he was interested in, like why he was – why he I think he was like a writer. And he talked about why he wrote – he talked about why he was donating sperm, like, and um, what he hoped it would give to a family. Um, and I just was like, oh, this person, yeah, seems – like thoughtful and kind and and that was so weird. Like I didn't expect Was he tall and good looking? Um he wasn't We know he wasn't Jewish. Okay. He, he wasn't Jewish. He was um on one side and actually I got really into that idea of like the mutt and and bet my daughter and oh, no, I No, it's very good. It's very healthy. It's a good idea. Yeah. I'm, yeah, mutt's good. Healthy. That's very good. Yeah. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. Um we were just talking actually about how of what a mixed background she is actually and and how healthy that is oh. for her yeah he's irish and and um polish on one side and lebanese no sorry irish and lebanese on one side and polish and swedish on the other side and yeah. the chills so beautiful and she yeah. knows this she knows yeah wow yeah she knows so those do those conversations evolve over time like they sure do wow and yeah. that's just something that you navigate on your own or is that like mm. Do you have a community of people who also are? We, I mean, we know other single moms. Um, We all, I find that we all kind of talk about it to our kids differently because different kids process it so differently. Right. And also people just have different ideas about the right way to do it. Like I have a friend who is a single mom via a donor and she talks about like, the seed that was like planted in her belly by a nice man. And like, that's just not my, that's not my language. Yeah. I mean, I like the language. It's just very sweet. Would never, would never come out of your mouth. It's very sweet. Your math it's and just, science. It's, yeah, it's just not my, <laughs> also, my, I mean, my daughter is a very curious child. You know, she, at, as soon as she was verbal, like wanted, had questions you about, know. about who she was? Mm-hmm. Is? Well, I, I mean, not about she who got here? she was, but where's my daddy? <laughs> Legit. I mean, like, I, I mean, the first, like, sentence I ever heard come out of her mouth was, like, before I had ever heard her really string words together, we were in the car. And I, I swear she had, like, three words to her name. And she was like, Mom, what happened to my daddy? <gasps> and I was like, I've never heard you say that many words together. But and, like— 
She's been she's been piecing that together for some time. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> was that like a, was that like a, oh no, or was it like? Did you feel like? I mean, you had thought about it beforehand. I was, I was shocked. Yeah. Well, she's she also is like a very verbal, very special you, person. I had a moment of shock, but you know, you, if you're a single mother, you're sort of preparing for that moment. Always from you know. So then, no, and the trick is, and I think this is true with so much of parenting, is to really try to meet your kid where they are. Like, you answer the question. You know what I mean? Just answer the question. In that case, my child was 18 fucking months old. Like, the answer to what happened to my dad is you don't have a dad. Yeah. Like, you have a mom. Like, she is not ready for anything else at that point yeah when she's ready for more she's going to ask me the question in a different way and she does well now she does i mean my goodness but every step along the way she asked me for more information and then i would give her more information Mm -hmm. you don't want to withhold yeah but you don't want to tell them more than you're ready for and trust me i mean there have been so many times when i wanted to i want to tell her i want to tell her everything yeah well i think it's also like such a story of um female ownership of your body, of your goals, of your life. Like what a gift to your child to tell that story of her mother. Mm -hmm. But I mean, in due time, right? Yeah. There are people out there who are in your position or were at 33. Yeah. And there are not enough, to my knowledge, there are not enough people who will come on mic and say, and I'm certainly not friends with them, mm-hmm. and lucky me that I have you, um, who can say, here's how it goes. I guess the, the the piece that's like so important to share on the other half of explaining the like how I went about doing it, I, I didn't totally talk about the why, which is like, okay, except for the fact that I wanted to be a mom. But there, there are other whys? Well, I mean, I could have. I mean, I was 37, right? I mean, I could have waited to meet someone or I could have done what so many other people do, which is to just have a kid with someone. (laughs) It's like people do that all the time. Yeah. It's not like I I don't judge that experience at all. Right. Oh, no. I don't think you are. No, 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 no. I'm not. But I also I don't even judge that experience either. Yeah. I mean, I was really like I'm like not going to have a kid with someone like I'm going to have a like a like a father, or there were times when I dated women, a mother, um, for my child. Like, I want not only that person to be, like, completely amazing, but I want us to be, like— Amazing. Amazing. And that didn't—and that didn't happen, and I just had no interest in settling. And I and I really wish other people would move through their lives that way, mm-hmm. because co-parenting is— fucking crazy. I mean, I look around at the people in my life doing that. And man, people think that that's like the normal thing to do. And there's this narrative in our world that like what I'm doing is like the the choice, you know? Well, I mean, you did have choice, but you're saying but it in a sort a- of like pejorative like way. It's the It's the other thing to do, which I get. Like, it's harder to get pregnant the way that I did. Yeah, it's harder. And it costs money. And it costs money, yeah. And you're not—well, uh, the other thing really is that you never— 
maybe not never, but you didn't put on the mask, the social mask. You didn't, for whatever reason, I don't know. Sure. Whether, I don't know about your own upbringing. I mean, your parents seem amazing. They're very involved in your life. I know, which is an important thing to mention. Which is also. important because you do need support. Every mother does. Yes, no matter the circumstance. Yes. Um, but for whatever reason, you had agency. And you always right. have had agency and not everyone does. And that is unfortunate. And if you can say, okay, right. guys, there is another way you can take agency. Right. Not everyone is raised the way I'm assuming you were that where you didn't have to put on that social mask and pretend, yeah, I love this guy when right. really you're just trying to get right. a baby. I mean, I really, really like love being a single parent and cannot imagine it any other way. Like, I mean, there are things about it that are hard, but I just want to, like, for anyone out there who is thinking about this as a path, like, I get to make decisions. I don't have to negotiate, like, anything <laughs> about my child's values, about what's, you know, how much affection and love and support is too much or too little, about rules, about boundaries, about food. Like, there is no negotiation. I have no other person that I have That's to amazing. check. And I want any parent out there, think about that. Like, I mean, yes, there are ways in which that makes it harder, for sure. There are challenges that come yeah. along with single parenting, undeniable. Financial, stress, there's no one to check your bullshit. Like, you know, 100%. And we, loneliness, I'm sure, has to come into play. Absolutely. And also, like, we live in a multi-generational home. That was part of my move out east. My parents moved into a house with us. I also, not everyone can do that, but I think more people should. Like, having grandparents in the life of a grandchild, having a grandchild in the life of grandparents, me as a single mom, having getting to see both those generations of people I love being happy with each other, me having the support. I mean, it is like there are downsides, but like more people should do that. I mean, it is such a beautiful thing. Mm. Why do you think more people should do that? It sounds like you're really advocating for it. You feel like people are are like getting together and splitting up for the wrong reason. And you I think we have this American idea about independence. Uh-huh. And I think it is so—I think nuclear families are so hard. Too hard. They're so hard. My mom is so up in our stuff, and it's the best. She cooks for us. She kisses my kids. She picks them up for camp, from camp. I'm like, oh every day, I'm like, Mommy, please—I still call her Mommy. I'm like, Mommy, please move in. Why do we make please it so hard? In. I don't know. I mean, I get—in some families, it's too hard. The relationships are too hard, and it's in-laws, and it's just too much, and it's not going to work. But I really ask people to ask themselves, like, could we do that in our family? Are there actual reasons why we couldn't? Like— because the benefits are really, really I know. huge. I, know. Like, I always say my favorite person on earth was always my grandfather. That the love of a grandparent is so profound. It is so profound. I watch it with my son and, and my mom and now my daughter with my mom. It is deep. I, I, I And I, I have to hold space for that's not always possible for people. And of course, you know, of course. I, that's not always possible. Maybe I mean I'm I'm assuming the majority of people. Yeah. But I think there are some people out there who could be benefiting from it who just aren't because of I don't know what. Society. A little so, thing called society. Um do you date? 
So I do date. Couple issues. I mean, <laughs> as I just said, I live with my parents. <laughs> yeah, but you lived with your parents when you were a teenager and you dated then. Yeah, different. Um, uh, I also live in East Hampton. You know, it's like, it's really hard to like drive out at night. Like, it's just a very different thing. It's like, who wants to do that? Like, so I typically like date in the city and then I'm really far away from the people who I'm dating. Yeah, but it's not a priority right now. And I'm also, that's the other thing is that I'm the founder of a, I decided to start a tech business at the ripe old age of 45 um, and startups are intense. And so I, I would say I date, but I haven't had a relationship in a really long time. And and that's not something you're seeking out right now, I is mean, it? I would love it. Oh, great. All right. Well, I hey, universe, it. you heard? You heard. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any parting words? I would just say, actually, like, um, I'm really happy to, I mean, maybe I'll be sorry I said this, but I'm really happy to to chat with people who are thinking about having kids on their own. You might have some people sliding in your DMs. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's it's really, um, it's just been a total awesome thing in my life. And I think more people should do it. Where can we find you? Um, can email me. I'm on Instagram. <laughs> Instagram, let's try that. Those okay. slide into your DMs. Now you'll have the, those 15 minutes that you spend on Instagram. It's a be. really weird handle. It's, um, uh, it's M-R-G-S-T-E-E-N. Is my handle the startup that I'm working on with my amazing business partner um, Ray Burnhamoff um, is called Loop L O U P E, um, and it is a feedback tool um, to allow people to get feedback on any aspect of their life and work, and um, it'll be direct to consumer, but probably not for another couple of years. But if people have businesses that are looking to elevate their feedback culture or to kind of serve their employees' development in a, a new way, they should also hit me up on Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. I'm excited for you guys to Thank you. connect with Mara. Thank you for coming on. Thank you Thanks for, for the me. giggles, for the math, for the science. <laughs>